0: to Yo and Yo's podcast. We've had the privilege of advising Michigan businesses for over 95 years, and we want to share our knowledge with you. Covering tax, accounting, technology, financial, and advisory topics relevant to you and your business, Yo and Yo's podcast is hosted by industry and subject matter experts, where we go beyond the beans. So if you want to stay in the know about business issues and trends that affect you, then keep listening, because this is Everyday Business with Yo and Yo.
1: Good afternoon everyone welcome to today's episode of everyday business my name is pete bender i'm a principal in the saginaw office of yo and yo and leader of yo and yo wealth management uh today is another episode in our yo and yo wealth management series with my guest matt cash from advantex planning partners matt how are you doing today
2: i'm doing very well thanks for asking pete thanks for having me on just a reminder that
1: advantex planning partners is our partner uh with Yo & Yo Wealth Management to provide holistic financial planning, wealth management, investment advisory services for our client. Uh, We're happy to have Matt with us today. In today's podcast, we want to focus on the financial planning process and talk a little bit about the different levels of wealth management advice available to clients so that they can better understand the choices they have when choosing a financial professional that best fits their situation. Sound good, Matt? Yeah, sounds great. Let's get into it. All right, Um, so we're going to start out by taking a look at a little bit about the difference between working with someone who can make investment choices for you and a financial planner, the differences in what each of those offer and the different levels of responsibility that each of those individuals take on. Matt, if you could just talk a little bit first about the difference between financial planning and investment advising.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question a lot of clients aren't necessarily familiar with the different types available a lot of clients work with the financial advisor or investment manager broker you know whatever they want to call it but um, what they'll oftentimes do is if they get some some new money or have their retirement um, investments with that advisor an investment advisor manager who's not a planner, not doing planning, is essentially just gonna take those assets and and invest them as they see fit. Uh, Whether that's based on research that their firm provides or that particular advisor's thoughts about uh, the client's uh, risk tolerance, time horizon, they're gonna invest that money the way that they see fit, not necessarily with any, any guide. Whereas financial planner, financial planning, Really, what we're doing is looking at the client's overall picture. Um, and then there's a, an additional level of planning that's going on with Yo and Yo Wealth Management uh, in partnership with Tax that takes into consideration the client's tax situation. So you've really, with uh, Yo and Yo Wealth Management, got uh, two things that are working in your benefit that you may not get by just simply working with a financial advisor or investment advisor, and that's financial planning. And then secondly, uh, taking that financial plan and working with the client's accountant to make sure that from a tax standpoint, we're minimizing taxes and maximizing the efficiency of the portfolio from that standpoint.
1: All right, good. And that's, I think, a a great example of what's called a holistic approach. You hear that a lot in the industry today holistic financial planning and that's that's what we're able to provide and i think in the best interest of the client matt can you talk a little bit about the, the fee structure the difference in a fee-based or asset-based management versus
2: um, commission-based absolutely so um, yo and yo wealth management through avantex we do business based on what's called uh, asset under management fee that allows us to align our goals with the clients the better that they do the better uh, we do vice versa but we're what's called fiduciaries so we're legally obligated to act in the client's best interest whereas uh, someone operating under the suitability standards that you might see for financial advisors or brokers investment advisors they are Uh, held to, you know, that suitability standard, which essentially means is this one particular investment suitable for the client, not necessarily are you acting in the client's best interest as it relates to their overall financial picture. So it really kind of drives home that holistic planning that, that you mentioned, whereas other advisors might just be held to that particular product. And is that particular product suitable for the client? We just kind of take a step back and and look at the overall situation of the client and make sure that everything we're doing is in alignment with that financial plan, not necessarily just one piece of the puzzle.
1: Yeah, and and that's a very important distinction, that idea of of fiduciary responsibility and and what the money managers, our advisors are, are under. I've heard that example a lot of maybe a client uh, a a little older in age and you know is a stock investment or a mutual fund or exchange traded fund is that a suitable investment for them and it it probably would be because it's a, a good fund it's diversified you know not a lot of risk from just a stock standpoint but is it is it in that client's best interest and does it fit their plan and maybe it doesn't because that's the client's only assets. And those assets have to last them uh, for the rest of their life. And they're constantly drawing on it. So they can't have an asset that might go down in value significantly, a correction like we're in right now of 10 or 20%. So that that investment, even though it's it's suitable, it, it's a good investment overall for a lot of people, it's not in the best interest of that client.
2: Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to make a decision on an investment, Without knowing everything about the client, so that's what we try to do, exactly. and incorporate their their taxes to make sure that the investments that we're recommending are looking at the entire picture. And with that said, we don't charge any commissions or anything like that because, again, we want to align the clients' interest with ours, and we just feel that uh, doing so prevents any kind of uh, ambiguity or potential conflicts of interest.
1: You kind of stole my thunder a little bit on this next question already. But, you know, we talked about that financial planning process. And and with Yo & Yo uh, advisors, CPAs, and tax preparers working directly with Advantax, how is that process kind of unique and, and different from some of the other processes? I know you talked a little bit about the the tax aspect of that. But what other parts of that are unique?
2: Yeah, I think clients really can appreciate when their accountant and their financial planner are all working uh, towards their specific goals. Uh, When we meet with a client, we not only want to build that financial plan to see where they stand, but we want to also incorporate those tax strategies in partnership with the CPA to make sure that the client's maximizing their potential returns and minimizing taxes. Avantax Tax was born out of a CPA firm in the 80s. And so we've always had a focus on, you know, tax smart investing and tax strategies, which is why we've partnered up with Yo know, and Yo Wealth Management. And, and we only work with CPAs because not only the CPA has more insight into the client's overall situation, but when us as financial planners have an insight into the client's tax situation, you know we can really start to build in strategies that everyone's on the same page about. For example, with the markets being down year to date, we've been doing tax loss harvesting. So essentially selling something at a loss, replacing it with something that's similar to create a tax asset for later on down the road in the year that can offset capital gains up to certain ordinary income, and then we can carry those forward indefinitely. But something such as that, when we're partnered up with the CPA, can give us some insight as to what the client's tax situation is and you know whether or not uh, utilizing the tax loss harvesting tool is, is appropriate in the client situation. Uh, and we can do things like uh, looking at Roth conversions when markets are down, just having that additional insight from the CPA's perspective on the client situation just allows us to tailor our investments and our strategy to uh, the client's best best need. But of course that's incorporating the financial planning as well. So, you know, those two things combined, I think are really uh, what's driven a lot of the excitement about kind of our strategy within the wealth management space
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that really stresses why the CPA's involvement is so important. I've done tax returns for 30 plus years now, and I can't tell you how many times, and it happened a lot this year as well. You know, we get the February, the client brings in their tax information, they get the 1099s from their advisor from the brokerage house, and there's a bunch of capital gains, whether it's capital gain distributions, like we had a lot this year for mutual funds or just stock sales, you know, maybe the the client had to rebalance the investments and uh, generate a lot of capital gains. And the client has no clue this happened. So I get a 1099, there's a 100,000 of capital gains, we do the return, they owe 1520,000 and the client's upset. And it's like, well, at this point, there's nothing we can do if I would have known they were rebalancing, we could have worked with the advisor. And try to come up with some solutions to try and, and dampen that. And they're making money; that's good. But we want to be tax efficient with it, and that tax smart investing that Advantex uses, with the help of the CPAs, is just just so important to to help um, clients, you know, get the most out of their money and, and avoid those changes, or those tax issues
2: when they come up. Right. Yeah. And then, and there's also a big uh, distinction to be made between the different types of investments you can have. And one of those uh, major differences is an exchange-traded fund, an ETF versus a mutual fund. Uh, A lot of uh, new clients that we get have previously invested uh, only in mutual funds. And you're exactly right. Those pay capital gains in in good markets and typically towards the end of the year, uh, whereas exchange-traded funds, just by the way that they're created, uh, helps avoid some of those capital gains issues. Um, you know, For example, if uh, mutual fund investors want to start redeeming their shares, the manager of those funds are, are forced to sell to create cash for those redemptions, and a lot of times that can trigger capital gains. So really the client's out of control from a tax planning perspective just simply by investing in those kinds of mutual funds in their taxable account. So, Uh, Even even simple things like the types of investments that we're using within the client's portfolio can help to minimize those taxes due come April. Advantex
1: uses a a kind of a unique process in their planning process called GPS. It stands for Guiding, Planning, and Strategies. And they use uh, some software to do that, which is similar software that other firms use, but the way they take it to another level is kind of unique. Can you talk about that GPS process a little bit? and how that works and the benefits of that
2: to our clients? Yeah, absolutely. So the GPS is essentially the bread and butter of the relationship that we have with the client. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we don't want to just you know, take investments or, or new money and, and put it to work based on what we think is uh, appropriate. We want to get an overall sense of the client's portfolio whether that's in investments or within their house real estate any assets or liabilities that they might have we want to look at their income their expenses what they're putting away you know how many kids they have. we want to know everything about the client um, so that we can build this gps and be able to determine okay based on where you're at right now uh, and these goals that you have are you going to be able to achieve those goals if you're not on the right track to do that, how do we sort of make some changes that allows for you to be successful? So the GPS really kind of lays it out, lays it bare for the client to see. And, um, you know, I think it's a really eye-opening experience for the client because they get to see in graphic form, you know, how they've done so far with their, uh, their investing and their planning. And uh, if they're not on the track that they wanna be, uh, how do we get them onto that track? And that includes some of the things that we mentioned, you know, by partnering up with the CPA, uh, we can be in a better position to be able to tackle those goals if we're we're kind of not on track. So the GPS is kind of the ballast of the relationship. And, you know, it's something that we can change over time. Everyone's life, you know, um, changes as you move, move through it. So we want to, make sure that if something does change, we we get the plan updated and and um, you know make any changes if we need to. So um, that's the center of the relationship, and everything kind of is built out from that, including the the investment. So a lot of other advisors aren't aren't doing any planning at all. as we we said, even if they are a fiduciary, they may not be doing financial planning. It may just be, hey, here's this account. can you help me manage it? Whereas we want to manage the investments towards those goals that we've uncovered through the GPS. And uh, that way, everything's kind of working together and you don't have, you know, things kind of uh, hanging out there, kind of doing their own thing. Everything's kind of working towards the same goal. So, again, that, that planning is the kind of the foundation of the relationship. And then the tax strategies that we use throughout the process in partnership with the CPA kind of help help drive that point home.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've seen it with some of the clients we've done over the last few years, and and we've, we've got them in, we built their GPS. And the, the two things I hear a lot are, number one, I've never seen this before, we have clients that have worked with advisors for 20 years and they've never seen all of their information maybe they have multiple advisors and money in different buckets and they said i've I've never seen this all pulled together you know i, I thought i was in pretty good shape and this really confirms that it. it's great to see everything together and the other thing i find is effective is one of the spouses. in a lot of cases one of the spouses handles all the finances the other really doesn't and isn't involved. And we bring them into the picture too. And, and, and the one spouse had a pretty good handle on it. They you know, they know they're in, in good shape and, and have a decent plan set up, but the other spouse just doesn't know what that is. And, and when they see it, like you said, visually, they see the charts, they see how long the money's gonna last. It just gives them a lot of confidence and, and comfort to know that that they're in good shape, you know the nice part about that GPS as well as it does take into account the tax effects and, and the different things. Matt, you said that the you know this is kind of the backbone, the whole part of the planning process. So the thing I like about it is the different scenarios we can build. So once we get the client's base information in to see what their projections look like over the rest of their Expected lifetime, we can build different scenarios to help them make decisions, and and that's a real eye opener for clients too. So, what are some of those different scenarios that you've seen a lot recently that that really help clients make important just dis- financial decisions for
2: themselves? When we build the financial plan, we we can also build in these what if scenarios. Part of it is just driven by the facts that we see. You know, we'll look at the plan beforehand and look at the client's assets and look at what they're doing financially and we'll build in strategies say we know that if you start you know maxing out your 401k or you know you sell the business at this time or you retire at this age we know that you'll be able to achieve your goals so we'll we'll pre-build some of these what-if scenarios so that we can kind of show that if we make these changes that your plan is going to improve but then the client will also say, Hey, well, now that we're here, what if we do this? So what if we retire early? Or what if I take social security at age 70 versus 62, or, you know, what if we have a long-term care event? What if inflation stays high? So these are all the things that we can look at to basically see if we do something differently than we were planning, how that impacts, the plans, As you said, a lot of clients, they come in here and they have never seen anything like this before. So it's kind of an exciting tool for them to be able to visually determine how they're on track or not on track. But then they'll kind of say, Hey, well, you know, I was kind of thinking about retiring a little bit early. What would that look like? And, you know, so maybe we adjust the expenses because you're likely going to spend a little bit less in retirement some people, not all, but what would it look like if I retired early? So we can kind of model that out. And of course, again, this is just a starting point of the relationships. You know, we can say what if all day, but, you know, as we move through time, there are going to be actual things that come up and we want to model out. So, you know, this is just the kind of the starting point. But, you know, when someone has a child or they change jobs or, um, you know, they get a promotion, uh, we want to make sure that that we update the plan based on all of these things, but pretty much anything you can think about in terms of life events that impact you financially, you know, we're gonna be able to show you in those what if scenarios.
1: And that, you know, I I get those questions all the time from clients. Hey, I wanna to- I buy a cottage, I want to do this, uh, I want to retire early. And you can give them general answers to how this will, will affect them. But to be able to build this and show them the numbers, you know, gives me a lot more confidence in the answer. I'm giving them giving them all the facts and, and then helping them make those decisions. A couple of things I've seen too, you know, is insurance. Do I have enough insurance to cover my family if something were to happen to me? We can build that in. You know, here's the cost, it's the short-term cost to your plan. But if if something happens to me. Two years down the road, and I have a million-dollar life insurance policy. How long is that going to last when it needs to cover my kids' college and and replace some of my my uh, income? That's a great scenario. The other question I get a lot, we get a lot from clients, is I'm age 62. I'm at retirement age. Um, I've done a great job in saving. I've got money in a roth and a 401k i've got outside investments i've got some real estate what where do i draw my money from now what bucket should i take it from and that's where the tax planning comes in it's so important but again we can build those scenarios out in their gps and show them okay if you save your ira money till you're age 72 and you're not paying any tax right now well that's great your tax bill is next to nothing You might think that's great, but then at age 72, the required distributions come in and boom, you're up in a 24% tax bracket. You're paying a ton of tax where maybe we should start drawing on those IRAs early, let the Roth grow or whatever your situation is, take advantage of those low tax brackets. Again, we can build that out and show them exactly how much they're going to benefit by the decisions that they're making.
2: Absolutely, yeah. There's two phases: the accumulation phase and then the distribution phase. And we want to look at both sides of that. When your uh, salary income starts to be reduced, you know, those are the kinds of conversations we're going to have with the CPAs. Like, should this client start taking or or doing Roth conversions, especially with the markets down, while they're in a lower tax bracket, we could potentially reduce those right. required minimum distributions or eliminate them. Um, which is usually uh, something the client likes to to do, because you know a lot of clients, when they get older, they're forced to take out these these uh, required distributions at maybe a time when they don't don't need them or don't want the funds. So uh, the more control we can you know give to the client in terms of where we're pulling the money from, the better.
1: I think we're at about our our time limit here today. Thanks so much, Matt. Hopefully. You know, we've given you all a little bit of more information um, when making that decision to work with an advisor, what type of advisor to work with and the, the things to ask them what they can provide and, and show you how our partnership with Advantax can really is a differentiator for us in, in being able to advise our clients and really give you everything you need to help you make the best financial decisions for you and your family. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Matt and you guys have a great day.
0: for tuning in to Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. Yo and Yo's podcast can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and of course, our website. Please subscribe, rate, and review. For more business insights, visit our resource center at yoandyo.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletters. We'll talk to you next time on Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. The information provided in this podcast is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast reflect the views of the speakers. This podcast does not constitute tax, accounting, legal, or other business advice or an advisor-client relationship. Before making any decision or taking action, you should consult with a professional regarding your specific circumstances.